On day six at Denver Broncos training camp, the Broncos defense flustered Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense. Should there be reason for concern yet in Broncos country? We'll dive deep into that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Denver Broncos defense swarming during Tuesday's practice at the Centura Health Training Center, making it difficult for the offense to get any momentum. Is there any reason to be concerned? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content coverage, analysis, and more. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside as always by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Sarah, the second day of fully padded practices were ongoing at Tuesday for the Denver Broncos under the Sean Payton era, and the defense had their way with the offense on the day. Some highlight plays. Obviously, we'll dive deep into that on today's episode of the show, but for the defense to win, I mean, I'm seeing a theme not only just in Denver, but around the NFL, that defense is having a lot of success so far around a lot of NFL teams, training camps, which I think will give us a little bit more perspective into what we'll dive deep into a little bit later on here in the show. Right. It sounds like around the league, like you said, I was reading about the Buffalo Bills defense dominating practice on Tuesday as well. So, I mean, even for guys like Josh Allen, it's been a tough go, but Josh Allen doesn't have the same context as Russell Wilson. That's the biggest difference, right? It's that... Mm -hmm. Offenses might be struggling around the league, but the context in Denver is that you had the worst offense in the NFL last year. And so I know we're going to talk a little bit about those struggles, whether or not it's concerning later on, but I think it's important. We got to obviously highlight if the defense is playing well, that's a, a big deal because obviously you're changing schemes on that side of the ball, changing a lot of key uh, personnel in the starting lineup. And most notably, maybe, arguably at the very least, Zach Allen replacing Draymond Jones there on the defensive line. And we saw when Draymond went down at the end of last season, that was humongous for the Denver Broncos pass rush. Only three sacks in the final three games for the entire Denver Broncos team. So Draymond going down, Bradley Chubb getting hurt. Obviously, now you bring in Zach Allen, who, as we know, he is a pressure player coming from that defensive end spot sounds like he had a pretty big day at practice on Tuesday. He did. And look, we talk about Zach Allen. You see it just consistently, the high motor that he has. I know it's cliche. He's using the word high motor again, but that, that's exactly what he has. Like you think of a high motor, you think of something that operates at a very, very efficient level. And that's exactly what he is, whether he's attacking outside, crashing inside. I mean, his first move off the ball setter from his stance is impressive. He's strong. And when you combine those two traits together, I mean, it, it works really well. And we have a guy like DJ Jones next to you. On the other side, you have some other guys mixing in. And then you have really talented outside linebackers and Jonathan Cooper, Frank Clark. And also you talk about even Randy Gregory there. 
the Broncos defensive line, if they stay healthy, they should be a very, very strong point on this team there. But Zach Allen, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, let's talk about these three guys here. They all had plays during Tuesday's practice where they generated pressure. Zach Allen had a bat down of a Russell Wilson pass at the line of scrimmage during the team period. Other times they executed a really good stunt to, to be able to get home in a real game situation. Russell Wilson would have been sacked by Jonathan Cooper. Nick Benito would have also came up with a sack. And I will say probably the one guy so far through the first part of training camp and even dating back to last year, I think has taken significant visible strides. Nick Benito has taken a big step forward. There are a couple of plays where he absolutely ragdolled Cam Fleming, like physically made a move, used his speed and athleticism and strength. And I think that's an area of his game that has certainly improved for the Broncos this offseason. It was a good thing to see, but it also led to Russell Wilson making a mistake during practice as well. Yeah, it sounds like Justin Simmons had another interception. That's two days in a row for Simmons, isn't it? Getting an interception off Russ. So really what you're seeing here is nothing new for really anybody. I mean, the best of the best throw interceptions against Justin Simmons. Patrick Mahomes seems to have a little, there's like a magnet on Justin Simmons when we play the Chiefs. There's definitely, you know, got worse guys that you could be throwing the ball to if you're Russell Wilson, right? Justin Simmons, certainly a playmaker in the secondary there. One of the best, if not the best safety in the NFL today. So, I mean, it's it's going to happen eventually, especially when you know kind of what you're going up against. Like, these guys aren't scheming to play against each other. It's not an opponent that you're taking on week to week in the NFL. They kind of know what's coming in a, in a way, you know, at least. So, to me, I don't know where I fall on this. Training camp interceptions, they're going to happen. We've mentioned it on this show before. Case Keenum went an entire training camp without throwing an interception. So, really... What does it what does it mean ultimately? Ultimately, it means we hope that he doesn't make these same mistakes during the games, right? We hope that he's able to see that safety wherever Justin Simmons was before he made that pass. You hope now he's like, okay, I I, I missed that on this particular play, on this particular concept. I need to be watching for the safety here because Simmons kind of making him look bad these last couple of days. So that's a big deal. And I think it's something that's that kind of threw up the red flag for me. Well, and I want to encourage Broncos country this. Technically, Russell Wilson only threw one interception to Justin and has only thrown one interception in camp. The one the other day, the play was over initially. Like Jonathan Cooper sacked him. It was one, two, three, four seconds after would be sack. Russ just threw it up. And Jerry, I mean, at that time, thought the play was over as well. And just Justin intercepted it. I know some people said, like, oh, he threw a pick to like a really bad interception. The play was essentially dead. It wouldn't have been an interception because he would have been sacked. But yeah, this one was just it, it, watching the play. Justin made a terrific play. Like he read it very, very distinctly. And look, Justin and the defense, they do a really good job of disguising their coverage looks, where they drop back, where they end up, you know, when they need to be. Like once the ball is snapped, where they start versus where they finish. Justin just jumped the route intended for Cortland Sutton in a big way. You love to see that. And I think we also to put in perspective, you make a great point. We'll dive deeper into this on the show. Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in the league, led the NFL, tied for the lead, the lead league last year with six. But then Russell Wilson, the question surrounding, well, he just had a really bad season last year. So everything Russell Wilson does is going to be under the microscope, rightfully so. We'll dive deeper to that. But I want to highlight some other plays that stood out here during the Broncos practice. Now, while the defense certainly won the day overall, the offense still had moments where they got their licks in. And I wanted to highlight something that I saw on a big-time Samaj P. Ryan run 
I saw a tremendous double team with Ben Powers and Lloyd Cushenberry on DJ Jones. They completely sealed him and allowed Samaje to get right through and to get a big gain. That would have been simulated for maybe 10-plus yards in a real game. That You love to see that. The communication between those guys is pretty solid there. And there's some highlight plays as well. For the Broncos offense, Russell Wilson later on in the final team period of practice. It was a third down emphasis day for them on Tuesday, so we have to keep that in mind. That's how they kind of set some things up. But Russell Wilson found Corlin Sutton deep down the left side with Sertan and Simmons in coverage. Sutton came down with it. The crowd went crazy a little bit. You love to see a little bit of give and take. That was probably their best offensive play that they've had, the first team offense so far through training camp. But then, hey, your second team unit, Jarrett Stidham, delivered in the team period as well. A beautiful deep bomb dime to Montreal, Washington, who got behind the Broncos defense in, in one of those plays there. You love to see it. You love to see the different combinations. And what, from my perspective, I can't share too much, but to me, I've been really valuing watching Sean Payton and how he designs some plays, how he schemes certain things to come open. It is nice to see there is a little bit of Shanahan in terms of what you do see. And I, I think Broncos fans will see that this upcoming season. But those are really the recap, the highlights of Broncos camp, day number six, second day in pads at the Centura Health Training Center. We're going to dive deep into a discussion, though. Should there be a concern surrounding the Broncos' offense's struggles and the, with the defense dominating them? Is that a sign for concern? What can we read into it? Sarah and I will share our thoughts on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there, FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or whether you lose. That's $200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under, to who you think is going to have the first home run in a game. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. Not only do they have NLB action, but they also have NFL futures. The Broncos right now have the 12th best odds to win the AFC. If you believe that they're going to turn around this upcoming season, you can get in on the action over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet on the MLB or the NFL than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. After a little bit of struggling to start off the padded days at training camp practices, should Broncos country be concerned about the offense, the offense which ranked 32nd in the NFL last year in points scored? Of course, everybody's radar is going to be, and we said this leading up to training camp, that all eyes were going to be on the offensive side of the ball. So we knew there was going to be pressure, scrutiny. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what kind of pressures on those guys. We're going to talk about maybe should you be concerned before we do that, though, we got to say thank you to every single one of you that makes Locked On Broncos your first listen every single day, free and available anywhere and everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And Cody, we love joining people in the car. We love joining people for their workouts. We love joining people if they're shopping around Costco. I love that. You bring us wherever you go. Thank you for doing that. Or, hey, maybe you're sitting around, you you want to throw on YouTube. Hey, watch us on YouTube. We're free and available there as well. And we're so grateful for every single one of you that helped us get past 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you for being part of this show every single day. And Cody, for the everydayers out there, 
I think it's a fair question. Should there be concern? I know it's early in Denver Broncos training camp, but here's kind of here's kind of what I think. And I want you to tell me because you you see it. You're there watching every play. You're you're able to kind of dissect and 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 really digest all this from my vantage point as a fan of the team. I want to hear great things about the offense. I want to hear the offense is looking good. I want to hear that they are playing well. That Sean Payton's offense is kind of taking for all these guys, right? When you, when we're not hearing that necessarily, that raises huge red flags to me, especially, like I said, given the context of last year. Would you say it's time to sound the alarm or should the hand be hovering over the proverbial red button, like the panic button there? What's your perspective? <laughs> well, you, you make a great point. And in the eyes of the fan base, that is very, very, very valid considering what happened last year. But I do want to remind folks, this is just, this was day two of pads. And there's a ramp-up period. The offensive line hasn't been able to hit anybody or engage contact with anybody. So let's see. I would say right now, Sarah, obviously Russ didn't have a great day yesterday in practice. But I would say overall, through the start of camp, for the most part, he's been fine, right? This is an offense that's still going through an install. They may not be exactly where the defense is. And obviously the defense is returning a lot of guys. And I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses, but I think we, we do have to put it in perspective. I think both things can be true. You want to see and you want to hear good reports about the offense coming out of training camp, but it could also be a little bit too early, right? So right now, I would say I would not, if you're a member of Broncos country, I wouldn't worry yet, right? And so what does that mean, Cody? Well, I think as the Broncos get ready for next week, next week's going to be big preparation, sir, because you're going to have a game-like situation. They're going to practice all throughout this week, including Saturday, but then they'll practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. Then they're going to play Friday against the Arizona Cardinals next week. So the preparation and, and the intensity will ramp up here for the team. And I'm sure more reps will come through for the offense. But if let's say by Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, the offense, it's still the same story as it was yesterday in, in Dove Valley. Then I would say, okay, I, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little skeptical at this point. I think right now it's too early to feel that way, but it is something that is approaching, and I know a lot of Broncos fans, rightfully so, have their eyes on that as a situation. Now, from your perspective as a fan, I mean, and you also interact with a lot of fans as well, how do you feel about kind of maybe my stance on that? Well, I think that's fair. You know, I don't think anybody wants to be panicking at this point, right? I mean, we should all yeah. be waiting until we can at least see these guys out on the field, like you said, still installing the offense, still getting chemistry. We we just lost a key player to the offense just on Monday. So, I mean, there's a lot of things happening right now, and certainly you didn't expect necessarily overnight maybe the light to come back on for <laughs> Russell Wilson. But with what Sean Payton said, right, he, he did say that whole thing about him hitting a wall, that was BS. You know, he said that. So, like we're buying into what he's saying that it, it's BS that he hit this wall that, you know, he's going to be, you know what, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, <laughs> like there's a lot going on here. That's like, okay, what he's saying, I'm, I'm here for it. And then on the other hand, what's being reported coming out of camp. Well, I, I, I would prefer if it was much better going towards the yeah. offense or if the mistakes they were making, it was like great throw by Russell Wilson, but Justin Simmons made a better play. We just, yeah. I just feel like we're not hearing enough of that kind of stuff. And that's what you would want, right? If you're covering the team, if you're watching the team, if you want the team to succeed, 
You want these guys making each other better. You don't want this whole same thing that's been going on since 2015, where it's like, man, the defense just looks like it's playing in a different league compared to the offense. Yeah, no, that's a great point too. And and here's the challenge I'd say from maybe my perspective, covering practices live, like while fans are in attendance, the restrictions that we previously had in terms of tweeting while practice going, they're gone. But Sarah, it's also tough because I got this right here, handy dandy notebook that I have all my notes on from practice for the last few days. And it, I mean, it goes, it goes pages deep here, Sarah. And for me, it's like, I would rather write them down and that way I can focus because knowing me, I can read my own chicken scratch writing. So I'm sitting there, I'm writing I'm like, okay, bang, bang, bang. It allows me to watch practice more versus if I'm tweeting, I'm looking down at my phone to make sure I don't have any, you know, tweet. Like if I'm saying something else, it doesn't correct it to ducking or something like that. But uh, I, <laughs> th- that's the number one thing though, is that I think everything right now is in a vacuum because it, it is open. Fans are seeing it. Fans are hesitant because of how things have been on the offensive side of the ball. I will say this, and this is something I've really enjoyed watching Sean Payton the last two days coaching the offense. He, we talk about tempo. If these guys, if the offense does not break the huddle with some pep in their step, he gets pissed and he he makes them do it again. He makes them get in the huddle and then he makes them go line back up. I love that. That's that accountability factor that simply was not here last year. It's going to f- force guys, I think, to lock in a little bit. So, Sean Payton isn't worried yet. I mean, it's an evaluation process. Day two of pads. Let's maybe revisit this next week if the same thing is happening. Then we can dive deeper to that. And if he plays in the preseason, what does that look like? Do we see something or do we see some of the similar struggles? Then we can really talk about it, I think, in a bigger picture scale here for the Broncos going forward. But, yeah, these are all valid things to talk about. As it pertains to the offensive line of Broncos country, we want to know how do you feel if you've been out to practice? Are you still concerned right now about the Broncos offense? Not a lot of explosive plays going on, but they're building up. They're still going through the install through the first couple of days of pads. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment down below. If you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you send us a, a tweet or whatever they call it these days on social media at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. But we're going to go through some other things on today's episode of the show, including some key observations, a couple of injuries at practice, one player still not available at practice, and Sean Payton pinpointed one wide receiver who is stepping up and who has stepped up all offseason, even though Tim Patrick just suffered a season-ending injury. We'll dive deeper to that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, make sure you go check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You can get it for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast every single day. The local experts on the biggest stories going on around the NFL. We're seeing a lot of injuries pile up. We're seeing a lot of defenses winning the day in their training camp practices exclusively. Locked On NFL has you covered with the biggest stories that are going on right now around the NFL, around training camp. Broncos head coach Sean Payton noted one wide receiver who has been a consistent portion of picking up the offense and carrying things over throughout the offseason program into training camp. And that is big news coming off the heels of Tim Patrick's injury here. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, whether you watch on YouTube, whether you listen, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen, to watch, to read our stuff that we write respectively for milehighsports.com, predominantlyorange.com. It means the world to us. This should be your daily go-to hub for all up-to-date objective coverage of all things orange and blue. Sarah, we heard from Broncos head coach Sean Payton on Tuesday, and this was really a day after 
Tim Patrick's injury, which we did an episode for all the everyday. It's just a big blow to the Broncos offense, to the locker room, to the roster in general, not having him out there. But even in OTAs and even in mandatory minicamp, I've said it here on the show, there is one guy who's playing in that role while he was ramping things up, and that is Brandon Johnson. Here's what Broncos head coach Sean Payton had to say about Brandon Johnson following practice on Tuesday. Look, he's had some big plays. Um, you know, he's getting more work now with the ones um, he can run. And, uh, you know, all of them, especially on offense, are learning new terminology, but he's picking it up. I'm excited for Brandon Johnson, Cody. I really am because I think he's been one of those guys that we can get excited about from preseason to last year's training camp. And in the regular season, he got an opportunity. He made some more plays. I believe he was one of just a couple Broncos receivers to get a red zone touchdown reception last year. Uh, maybe maybe look into that. Somebody in the comments find out for me. But I remember reading that somewhere. But Brandon Johnson developed chemistry with Russell Wilson early on. Back in 2022, we're talking about now to see him progress forward. That's big because obviously you lose your position coach. You're you're bringing in Kerry Colbert now, the new wide receivers coach. Brandon Johnson had a pretty significant connection to Zach Azani, right? They they were together at Tennessee way back in the day before Brandon Johnson transferred to UCF. So his story is very fascinating to me. I would love to see him continue to progress and make this roster. And really, he's one of those guys that like you root for. You know, that's what Sean Payton said about Jalil McLaughlin, right? He said he's one of those guys you root for. Brandon Johnson's the same way because what what do those guys have in common? They're the underdog. It's kind of the training camp Cinderella story. It's those guys who were written off or guys who had been seemingly replaced by other players. Now they're just they're kind of just sticking around. They're the ones they keep making plays. So I, I really like Brandon Johnson and his story. I hope he can he's able to continue it. Remember last year he had that injury late in the preseason, kind of derailed. He might have had a week one role for the Broncos. Maybe this year the story's a little different. And certainly he has every opportunity in front of him to go out and to capture that. That's what Sean Payton recognizes in these guys. And, I, and I'm very curious because they have so many personnel conversations every single night. He even mentioned that in Tuesday's prep press conference where he's like, we talk about the roster. We talk about every position. I wonder how those conversations, they kind of fluctuate. And obviously the, the Tim Patrick injury, KJ Hamler, what's going on with him. These are two guys that are right now removed from the situation. Denver did add back once again, Nick Williams to the roster. We'll see what happens here in the next couple of days. They also added a cornerback as well. Fabian Moreau. We'll dive a little bit deeper here in a minute, but I wanted to ask you a quick question before we transition to some of the injury stuff that you know is going on. Maybe we get some more clarity on here. And that is, even if Brandon Johnson emerges and steps up and, and does a lot of things in this role here for Tim Patrick, are you on the front that Denver should add another wide receiver? And there's a couple of veteran names out there, but at this point, we also have to ask ourselves, are those veteran names, are they going to be capable of coming in and picking up a new offense right away? I'm definitely in favor of bringing guys in for camp. You just never know what can happen at the wide receiver position. If nothing else, just go tell a guy, hey, get open on hut, right? I know it's not that simple, but <laughs> if guys can get open and make plays, I guess you, you never know what can happen. They can pick up the offense as they go. Cody, I feel like Nick Williams, it, it's like a scene from The Office where Michael's saying, you know, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Poor guy, you know, oh, thankfully he's back now for his sake, right? But I think they could add somebody, Cody, I think, Julio Jones is still out there. Jarvis Landry. How about Josh Gordon? He was teammates with Ben DiNucci in the XFL. He was tearing it up out there. 14 some yards. Per Russ catch. loves Josh. Yeah, Russ loves Josh Gordon. I know uh, Sean Payton coached Julio Jones at the Pro Bowl where Russell Wilson has thrown him many passes through the years. So 
there's uh, there's a lot of guys out there. Nikhil Harry, former first-round pick, he made a couple plays for the Bears last year. There's names out there, but it's like, what do the Broncos want to do here? Do they? Are, what are they trying to replace? Are they trying to replace more of what KJ brought? Because it seems like Marvin Mims can do that. Or are they trying to replace what Tim Patrick brought in terms of that veteran presence? I don't know. We'll see. But I think maybe, yeah, bring in another guy or two. Hey, Mims has been stepping up as well. He's been having a little bit more of an increased workload. As Sean Payne said, that he's still overcoming a little bit of another hamstring injury he sustained to the other hamstring, not sustained during OTAs in minicamp. But he's been out there. He's been moving good. He caught some passes during some uh, the group period, team period as well. They did they did one on ones and they did a nine on seven on one field. And I, I'll tell you what, there were some competitive reps. Art Green had one of his rep against Marquez Calloway. Damari Mathis had a really good rep on Cortland Sutton. There was some give and take from some other guys, but you you love the competitive nature there. But no Riley Moss for the second consecutive day of Broncos practice, which we don't have an update, but it's at this point, considering that the team hours later after we heard that Sean Payton and we saw that Riley Moss was not at practice, they signed cornerback Fabian Moreau. The question is, is like, is there something going on with Riley? You know, whether it's an injury or personal matter, obviously it's in the team's hands at this point, but this definitely makes things a little interesting regarding the cornerback depth. And, and really another thing to touch on here before I'll let you finish here, Sarah, to cap off today's episode of the show, Jonas Griffith went down during a special teams period as well. Kind of looked like he got, I don't know if he hyperextended something or if he got rolled up on, but he had to be assisted off by trainers. He tried walking off on his own power after a few minutes during this drill and then had to be assisted by trainers and, and kind of hobbled in. Quinn Miners left practice early, but Sean Payton said that he's fine. So really, I think the only concern we're having right now is not knowing what's going to happen with Jonas Griffith and his status. We'll find more. Or maybe there is something where he's going to have to go on you know, a, a, an injury designation, and maybe this is why they made the move. We're going to find out in the next 24 hours why the Broncos have made some of the moves that they have in this position. Yeah, we are. We're fixing to find out, as they say, right? I mean, you you always see roster changes and roster moves happening throughout camp, but specifically this move to sign Fabian Moreau kind of feels like maybe there's something going on there with Riley Moss. And it, it was, what was it labeled? A coach's decision or something like that to keep him out of practice. We know Sean Payton wants to be as coy as possible about injuries and even just flat out telling the media numerous times, we're not going to talk about injuries. So if there is an injury with Riley Moss, maybe we just haven't heard about it yet. And that would be very unfortunate, but it would also make sense as to why you bring in a guy with so much experience at that position. And as far as Jonas Griffith, thank goodness the Broncos are deep at linebacker. Hopefully, though, he's okay because really... We know and we've been thinking he's going to make a huge impact on special teams, right? So that's got to be an area that has to be strong this year. And Jonas, that poor guy too, man, he's struggled with it. That injury bug has bitten so many of these guys on the Broncos. You hate to hear these same player names connected to injuries over and over again. It's just it, it makes your heart ache for these guys because you know they've got ability. You know they can play. They can help this team win games. And unfortunately, we just don't get to see it as often as we hope. I just always like to remind people, this is definitely something you deal with and you do see injuries when you play and you're at altitude. It's it's more susceptible. It's easier for you to get dehydrated at altitude. And so it's been hot at Broncos practice. You've been out there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Sean Payton likes to get these guys hydrated. They hydrate quite a bit, but it's making sure that these guys take care of their bodies when they leave, when they go in after practice. Make sure you're going through recovery. I mean, after practice, they'll have groups. They go lift weights, which is important. After you know, you're doing all this physical contact and movement, then you hit the cold tub, hot tub, massage, whatever it may be. 
Denver's doing the right things. And unfortunately, you know, injuries are part of the game. On This is the time of the year where it's like you don't want to see it happen at all for any player. But when it happens in practice, it's even more unfortunate because it's like, shoot, man, like this is something where it's like the controlled environment versus the game. It's not necessarily controlled, but you know, you can only do so much in that situation. So we'll continue to update you all throughout this week as the Broncos continue training camp. Day three of Broncos camp in pads is continuing to be day number seven overall. Make sure you check out my work, milehighsports.com. Check out Sarah's predominantlyorange.com. And you can catch us here every single day on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts with brand new episodes, Lockdown Broncos every single day, all year long. Broncos country, we appreciate you so much. We'll be back tomorrow for a recap of today's practice at the Centura Health Training Center.